Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Natasha, right. Natasha. All right. Um, how are you? Okay. I'm really good. You know, I had a crazy weekend, which I know we're going to totally get into in a minute. But I mean, I'm doing great. I'm really proud of our last episode that we did. Um, I got some good feedback. Did you? you? Did. Yes. Well, I got some amazing feedback, certainly from, you know, I think the one that comes to mind immediately is a mom who is uh, who lost custody of her son. There's a GoFundMe up. You and I kind of want to do some more research and reach out and see if there's like a way we can help her. But she's kind of in a similar situation that you were in with basically now an ex-husband. Um, and I, I don't know all the details, so I don't want to say too much yet. But I think her story really resonated with me because her friend was like, she's in the thick of this and you wouldn't believe how she lost custody of her son because she didn't deserve it. No, it's insane. And it happens every day. It's so sad. I posted on my Instagram over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it, the video of the two kids being forcibly removed from their father's custody it was at their aunt's house the 14 year old girl started putting up on instagram like live videos begging for anybody who was around 
to come to the house and protect them. And uh, because their mother was abusive and she came out and said, my mom abuses my brother and I. And there's it's a long story, but there's this woman that runs reunification camps and I guess has a lot of judges ears and said, well, I mean, she comes out and even says in interviews, even if there is abuse, you know, they need to be reunited with that parent. You can't have that bond broken. And she literally takes the kids out forcibly. These This 14-year-old girl's being pulled out by her hands and her feet screaming yeah. and kicking. Like, how traumatic is that alone? And then she's sent off to an undisclosed location, zero contact with her father, which is the parent she's close with, to be deprogrammed and reunited with the abusive mother and put back with the abusive mother. Yeah, I thought it was like, great. These things you... actually happen. All My story time. isn't just like a one-off and mine wasn't nearly that bad, but it still was quite similar and it happens every day. Every day. Um, yeah. Was there one message that, that one struck me. Did, I'm sure you received many others. Anything else that popped up from last week? Because last week we talked about mental health our mental health lows around postpartum. And then also, you know, you so bravely shared about Kane taking the girls away from you for a second time, which you didn't deserve and really was at the help of a best friend who betrayed you, um, yeah. which was, you know, so devastating. And we got to do a friend issue because dealing with friendships as an adult is like another form of marriage. But anyway, um, right. but did any other messages come to mind for you? Um I mean, I definitely have a few women, a handful of women that I go back and forth with. I try to send like quick audio messages that are just exactly where I was five years ago, that they are dealing with this controlling, narcissistic, highly manipulative ex that is using the children as pawns. I mean, and they just they just don't know what to do. And I remember that hopeless feeling of nobody will listen to me. Like I have no other avenues, but there are avenues. There's always more you can do. A lot of it is just hanging in there and focusing on that. This is temporary. You will get through it. There is light at the end of the tunnel. It's just impossible to see it right now, but having that faith that it will get better. So I'm going back and forth with them. I welcome any other women to, you know, send me a DM on Instagram at Miss Pink Monster and just like one person at a time, I'm doing whatever I can. One person at a time. Um, we're going to talk about toxic resentments today. This topic, yeah. <laughs> what is? Um, okay, so toxic resentments. We we've started each episode with just a quick high and low. So I mean, I I've been following your Instagram, so I already know your low. But what were your highs and lows for the week? Um, I mean, I, on my low, and I apologize if I like <laughs> ruined hair for anybody who was not expecting that to pop up in their stories, but our basement. So we went out of town to Florida, which is going to be my high in a second. And apparently while we were gone, a water main, there were like roots that grew into the pipe and the sewage line burst and it all came downhill to my neighbor's house and to my house literally exploded poop like raw sewage exploded out of the shower the drain flew across filled the entire basement the girls bathroom into like my guest bedroom the bath mat floated down the hallway like horrible out of my laundry room the drain on the floor oh, exploded out like into my work area oh. but heinous heinous I don't know if you can see behind me. You see all this junk? 
Yes, sort that's of. Yeah. Sam's. That's all Sam and Sophie's belongings because they've moved upstairs. Like we're all, it's not a big house. So we're all just like sharing space up here while the basement. I mean, it has to be completely demolished, like the flooring and the baseboards, everything. I know. I saw those videos. I was like, oh my God. I mean, just, I'm just like the smell, the cleanup. I'm like, oh, no, I felt I was telling my mom, I was like, can you imagine if you were in the shower when that happened? (laughs) Like the drain explodes with other people's poop and you're standing. I'm like, ah. She was like, that's a horror movie right there. (laughs) Revenge of the drain. Um, What was your high? I mean, my high was definitely why we were gone over the weekend. We went down to Orlando. That's where my sister Maggie lives. And um, it was her engagement party. She's getting married to this amazing guy named Eddie. He's a lead singer of an awesome band called the 502s. If you ever want some happy music, go look it up. And just the nicest guy ever. So just having some time to reconnect with my family is just the best medicine for me. It recharges me. It like makes my soul happy. My family's insane. Like we're obnoxious when we're all together. But <laughs> That's the best part. I love it. It's my too. family, right? Well, it's so funny you say that because my mom is actually coming to California tomorrow, which is my high. So I'm like like excited and anxious just for her to get here. She hasn't been to California probably in 55 years. Like she came in her 20s. And um, her first time here, she's going to be spending time with KJ. So that is my high. I cannot wait to be drinking a margarita with her tomorrow night. Um, How long has it been since you've seen her? August, August. So we went, I went back for three weeks. Like I'm very much like you are. Like my mom is my best friend. I'm addicted to her. So she'll be here for a week. And then I go back for two weeks um, starting like December 11th with KJ. So I'm there, you know, just so I can get lots of mom time. Um, So I'm super excited about that. And then my low, which I'm sure this has happened to you, but I'm, you know, I'm out here in LA, I'm pitching stories, I'm having meetings, and I'm waiting on a big meeting um, for them to to schedule the date for it. And, you know, you send the dates back and then you wait. And I'm having such a hard time just like letting go of, you know, they'll get back to me. Like, you know, it's on their time, like just putting in all this work for this project and then you sort of have to leave it in someone else's hands is very hard to like take your mind off it or not immediately be blowing up their email all the time. And so it's been this week, I've just had to kind of keep checking myself like, all right, you just got to let it go. Keep working on other projects. It's going to happen. They've said they're interested. So I've had a hard time just getting that off my mind. Yeah, it's so hard when it, you you are in control of something and you're all gung-ho and you put everything into it and then it's like all of a sudden not in your control. There's nothing you can do but wait. That's that whole let go, let God. Yes. Easier said than done, but yeah. Yeah. Focus on what you can control. But that's exciting. I have I have as my daughter Sam would say, I have good jujus, a good good juju <laughs> feeling about this one for you. So do I. I'm just like but hurry up, hurry up. So anyway, yes, let go, let up, let go, let God for sure today is what I'm dealing with. Um, all right. So we're going to talk toxic resentments. I love this. I want all of your tips and advice, Natasha. I don't know if you got over toxic resentments quickly, but I've held on to toxic resentments for years and it just like eats away at you. So tell me what's your definition of a toxic resentment? So a toxic resentment, um, 
from my definition, the word toxic isn't necessarily about the other person and what they did to you, which probably is toxic, what they did and why you have so much resentment, but more the toxicity is what it does to you holding on to that resentment, that anger. It just, it dulls your light. It, it gets control of you and just like keeps that anger and that darkness in you um, until you can let go of it. And that's the hardest part because whatever happened was probably so egregious that you're still holding on to it to actually let go of that, like be able to come to a point, if not of forgiveness of, of peace about it. And it's, it's hard, man. It is so hard. And I'm so curious what you did because, you know, let's get into what our toxic resentments are over, you know, our lives so far. Cause mine, of course, is around the Kane show and working for iHeartRadio and, you know, leaving there. And f- literally, I mean, I think it took me four years after I left in 2013 to get to a place of like wishing Kane well, not having an emotional reaction to things that happened to me at the radio station or other people there. Because much like you, when you and Kane separated, you know, the day I walked out the door at the Kane show, my friends that I thought had been my friends for six years, and that included everybody from the sales department. I mean, I think I heard from two people. Like I, I mean, I was just excommunicated. So it was very hard, you know, to think positive for a long time and to not, oh, be so triggered. You know, when someone said, oh, did you hear the Kane show is doing this? Or even, even asking me about my time there. So I'm curious, what's a toxic resentment for you? I mean, so much so is tied into that. I would say, I mean, I have a handful Um, I guess I'll speak to, so I have, I was thinking about this when I was in the shower getting ready. I have a handful that I haven't let go of yet that they like the anger, just like still my blood boils when I think about it. And those would be definitely my best friend that betrayed me. Um, you know, she's never apologized or own responsibility that she made a mistake. What she did was wrong. She was wrong, um, in everything that she thought she knew and said. Um, So I I just, I can't let, I have a hard time letting go of when it's like another mother, you know, it's like, you have kids too. How can you do this to me and my kids? So I got to, I don't know if I'm ever really going to get over that one, but I've got to get past the point of like, she lives in the area. And if I see a car that I think is her car, I'm just like, oh, like grip the steering wheel. Like, is that her? (laughs) Yeah. So I got to work on that one. Um, I still have resentments towards um, the best interest attorney that was involved in my case. Um, Yeah. You know, I was looking through like the text messages that she sent where she's laughing with Peter and his attorney about taking my children away. And it all comes up again. I think with that one, I'm going to be able to let go when I get justice. Um, you know, the thing with resentments is sometimes there's nothing you can do. Like with my best friend, we're never going to be friends again. You know, there's not going to be any healing that way. So the only healing is going to come by letting go with this attorney. I can file complaints with the bar. I can try and make sure she never works with a child again. And yeah, that's a little bit of revenge, but it's more so justice because she should be stopped. And I think that's going to make me feel better. But sometimes there's nothing you can do. Um, I'd say the ones that I've gotten over are actually towards Peter. Um, You know, I... 
And even before his passing, um, and I wrote about this on my Instagram, but one practice that really helped me, and and I'm dead serious, you should do this, and and it genuinely helps, is wishing that person well. You know, we've talked about this before, asking whether it's through prayer or just, you know, in your heart, whatever it is you want for yourself, asking for it for them. So I would literally sit there and go, okay, God, I pray that he finds love. I pray that he finds peace. I pray that he finds joy in his life. Did he deserve all those things? No, but that's not the point. It's about just kind of training your brain to picture some positively positivity and healing around that person. And you're not doing it for them. Let's be totally clear with these resentments that we're trying to get rid of. It is not because that person deserves it. You're doing it for yourself and it's okay to be selfish in that way. Because like I said at the beginning, you're only hurting yourself by holding on to that toxicity. Oh my God, totally. When I went to Robin Mize, my therapist, you know, and and working at Hot 99.5 led me to her. Um, She she would say the same thing to me, to pray for him, to pray for people there that I was resentful toward. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, I can remember it took me a long time. And I actually started to do it. Then I I hated doing that so much. I stopped for a long time. (laughs) Like, I mean, when I say long time, like a year and a half, like I was like, I can't. Um, But the one thing Robin taught me too was like, she kind of put it in a category. She was like, okay, because it, it, it consumes you, right? When you have a resentment to somebody, it takes up a lot of your brain space to do other things, to be creative, to be in the moment with your children, to, so Robin would say to me, all right, give yourself 15 minutes every day if you want to write down how angry you are, if you want to talk to somebody and say how angry you are. But then after that, it's done. Like that's your 15 minutes to vent to, to yes, this happened to you. Same thing you went through at the time. I, I, nobody believed me. Every, you know, Sammy and I were nuts. We, you know, and, and, you know, the other thing too was I was so, like, I burnt out and emotionally drained from 99.5. For a year, I really didn't do anything, you know? So I was used to getting attention all the time from being on the show. People would be like, oh my God, I love you, you know, this or that. And then, mm-hmm. like, all one day, all that ends. Which is also, yeah. I think, the great lesson of fame because, like, even though we had fame just on a local level, but it's so fickle, you know, and every celebrity has that. They peak and then 10 years later, you're like, you see them in Las Vegas and you're like, oh, you know, so-and-so and they're not that famous anymore, right? So yeah. I I would, for probably a good year and a half, like two years, I was still so angry. Like, I would just, I would go to therapy with Robin and if, I, like, I woke up one morning and something happened, somebody wrote me something. I would just, for 15 minutes, I'd write it in my journal or I just, you know, maybe Robin and I would have a session and we would vent and then we would move on. And like, and that was good because putting a time limit on it was great because for, for a long time, it just would consume me all day, you know, on and off Mm -hmm. all day. And then I couldn't be productive in any other aspect of my life. I love that so much. I said it before and I'll say it again. Robin, you should write a book. <laughs> Robin, <laughs> these podcasts. All of us want Robin to be our therapist. Oh. But I mean, I love that. And I hadn't thought about that, but it's almost like what we do with our kids. Like, I mean, I, at least I do that with my girls when they're, you know, they get in the car and they're really upset because so-and-so said whatever, you know, some girl gossip drama or whatever. And instead of just like shutting them down, It's like, okay, let's, you know, I don't say this to them, but let's bitch about it. You know, let me hear it all. And then it's done. 
then you close the book and you move on. So I never thought about applying that to my own resentments, but it gives your feelings validity. That's exactly what letting it consume you. Yes. And the other thing too, um, and you do this, you probably have done this working the program, but my brother, you know, who's been sober for 11 years now in AA, he taught me this too. He was like, write down the resentment that they've done to you. And then what's the flip side of that? Like, okay, so I I can remember doing this with Kane and it was like, Maybe, you know, Kay never wanted us to do other projects. He never wanted us to do like beyond other TV shows. And if we did, we always paid for it in some way, right? Like he would try to make your life difficult. So then my yeah. brother would have me write the opposite. Well, what is, why would Kane might be doing that, you know? Maybe he's worried and insecure about the future of the show. Um, by the way, you are making a lot of money, you know, so you're, this is your first commitment to it. Um, you know, maybe Kane is having some sort of anxiety issue. Maybe something happened to him. So that was really good for me too to go through with like all of management there. Um, You know, and I've done that in other aspects of my life too. Um, And that was really helpful to kind of try to see it from their side, even if you don't agree. Or like, I think to me what also changed is the more the years went along, it became more obvious how sick Peter was. So then it was like, oh, there's so much like more empathy there, you know? Um, Yeah. You know, anytime I, it's so hard when we're facing these men that are just acting awful, especially the ones that we've spoken about, these narcissistic controlling men that'll use children and just do all these egregious things to try and find empathy for them. But there is always a reason somebody's acting the way they do. Yeah. Most of the time it's insecurity or pain that they've experienced. But I love what you just said because empathy only makes you better. It only gives you a more compassionate and loving heart. And if it frees you from resentment too, I mean, I I really try to focus on that with how I'm raising the girls is that empathy is always something we can use more of. now. And don't get empathy confused with making yourself vulnerable to get hurt again. Right. You can still have empathy for someone and keep boundaries. But um, yeah, I love that your brother said that because it's really true. Yeah, it, it helped me a lot to begin to see. And and like I said, you know, too, now 10 years later, almost 10 years later since I've left the show and, and owning my own podcast business and then being out here and, and producing things and pitching things, you know, I look at like all the lessons that 99.5 and Kane taught me because they're you know, there's some aspects of that that are so true. When you're in any business, you know, at the end of the day, it is a business. Yes, you don't need to treat people like we were treated. But, you know, there are some things that like employees are hard to manage. You know, like, I mean, there's some things that are true. You know, everybody, it's yeah. it's not easy. Um, but you said something I really liked. And we touched on this in a previous episode, but I was hoping you could elaborate. Talk to me more about boundaries because – what Robin taught me, one of the best boundaries I had was, see, I could be away from Kane. I could be, you know, I left. I could tell people in my life, I don't want anyone, you know, people would text me updates. Oh my God, did you hear this about him or whatever? I could say, hey, look, I, I know you're sending this out of love. I don't want to hear any more about him. So I was able to actually remove myself from the, the person and management and all these other people that were toxic, Right. How did you create boundaries? And you touched on this, but how do you still create boundaries today with people that might be toxic in your life? Like, tell me more about that. I I still don't feel like I have great boundaries all the time. 
It's so hard to do, especially when you're dealing with like another parent, you know, the person you're co-parenting with, because you have to be in each other's lives. Yeah. Um, I mean, the best way that I, towards the end, I was actually practicing good boundaries with him. And I mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning again. I had to force myself to limit the time I would read his messages because he would text me, you know, all day, send emails all the time, CCing attorneys. And every time I would see one of those pop up in my inbox, especially if it was from the lawyers, like I would panic. I'd be consumed with fear of, oh my God, are they taking away my kids again? I mean, I had good reason to panic, but 99% of the time it was just BS um, because he was puppeteering the attorneys too. So I really had to force myself to go, okay, only, you know, in the evenings, am I going to go through these emails and I'm just going to respond, you know, give myself like 15 minutes to go through them and then I'm going to shut it. Um, and as far as like text messages from him, I would always worry if I don't answer this, what if it's about the girls? It was never an emergency about the girls, but you know, you can open it, look really quick. And one thing to kind of help you once you see it's not an emergency about your kids, one thing that kind of helped me was, and they taught this in the program, was you don't need to immediately respond. Like close the text, unless it's urgent, just close it and put it away. Because if you respond quickly, especially in anger back at them, it's just giving them power to suck you back in. So by not responding, you're actually putting up a boundary. Like you don't get to get to me right now. I will respond to this later, but I'm not engaging in this back and forth with you, which is exactly what he wants is your attention. So it's it's like dealing with a toddler, but um, that was that was another boundary. And sometimes, you know, sometimes boundaries are extreme. Um, one resentment that I've been working on my whole life um, is my resentment towards my dad. He, I didn't even meet him until I think I was like two or three years old. And then he was just... He was in and out of my life and how ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby. Every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. 
They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Shman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. He tied in the church and Christianity a lot with why he would act the way he would. You know, it'd be like, I'm going to help you with an apartment in college, or I'm going to pay for your, you know, tuition to go out of state. And then it would be, well, I prayed about it and God told me no. You know, it's just like 
just mm-hmm. always controlling, disappointing things with him. And this continued even into my adulthood. I remember I asked him, I was desperate to um, retain an attorney at the very beginning with Peter um, in the separation. And he doesn't agree with divorce, so he wouldn't help me out. And I was so bitter about that for so long. And it just, there was always something in our relationship that was always just bringing me in and letting me down. So I finally decided, um, really, last year, there was like a final straw that I don't even need to get into. But um, I was like, that's it. You don't get to be in my life anymore. And that sucks, but I'm not doing it out of anger. I'm not doing it out of hate. It's just, I need to draw a final boundary that you don't bring anything good to myself or my kids' lives. And that's really hard to do with a family member, but sometimes it gets to that point that you just have to say, this is hurting me more than helping me. And I don't see it ever changing. So what has his reaction been to that? As he, cause, cause I always think, you know, what's interesting for me. (laughs) But isn't it interesting when you finally draw boundaries with people, like you completely emotionally let go, they either step up or they step out. Like they, you know, they really do. And I've, I've found that more in work situations, you know, like I've work situations I've forced, you know, I've really wanted to happen. And the person was just totally, eventually you can tell just fucking with you. What in any capacity, it could be a, a sales deal, could be a you know, radio station, anything, you know, but it's almost like when you let go and I'm trying to practice that currently with the thing, like they either respond, like they either step up or they're gone. What what did your, what was your dad? And that, that's a really good indicator of if you made the right decision or not, because you know, this is, this is my parent. A parent never gives up on their child. And the fact that he was okay with it, you know, wasn't remorseful. It was one of those, I'm sorry you feel that way, but not, I'm sorry for what I did to hurt you. Let's talk about it. I want to understand. Just really validated my decision that you're never going to act like like a father to me. So if you're okay with not being in my life, then I made the right decision, you know? Otherwise, it's just always going to be, I spent 40 years being just waiting to have that father figure um, by him and being disappointed by him. So I chose to not get disappointed anymore. So many people listening to this can relate to that because that's the hardest mm-hmm. thing. Our parents, you feel like should be there for you through thick and thin, show up, should be the mature ones. And then of course you become mm-hmm. an adult. You realize lots of times they're just a child too, functioning <laughs> as a 55 year old, you know? So Wow, that's so deep. I know so many people have tough relationships with their parents, and that's a hard one to let go. It is hard, and I don't necessarily recommend cutting out a family member like that unless you absolutely get to that point. But we were it, we were never really close. You know, I have an amazing stepfather that's been in my life since I was 13, and I have a great family, great extended family, and It was so freeing to finally go, this is everything I need. I have everything I need right here with my extended family and with my children that I don't want to be disappointed and I'm just going to let go. And that was, um, that was so freeing. So freeing. Um, I was going to ask you this because I wondered for you. When I think when you have issues, right, with your parents, they, okay, we go back to Robin, right? She always told me what you resist persists, which is kind of part of venting too, you know, letting out 
saying what how you're feeling, letting it out to somebody or through a journal or however it is, and then, you know, kind of examining those feelings and then finding ways to move forward, right? But um, how have you found, or have you found, because I noticed this, you know, my dad passed away when I was in high school, well, almost in high school from cancer. And then, you know, you're losing a parent or having a difficult relationship or no relationship with your parents. Then when you go out in the world, right, lots of times you attract what's missing right? Or, or, or very similar to your parents, right? So for me, it showed up in my life until I got into therapy with Robin. I would date older men. Like I was always looking for a father figure and Mm -hmm. I would, and you, you remember Ed, old man Ed from the radio. Old man Ed, yeah. Who I dated for five years, who was such a nice guy, but he was 14 years older than I was. You know, he was divorced. He had kids that were like, you know, eight and six. at the. It just was not, I mean, I was 27. It was really not a good long-term match. Um, But I had to really recognize in therapy, like Robin would be like, what okay, who is the guy that you want? You know, and at first I basically described my dad, you know, like, and and she's like, okay, that's someone you're mourning. Like, who do you really want? And I was like, eventually I came to, I want somebody my own age. You know, I want somebody that's, like educated, has goals, um, you know, ideally hadn't been married. I didn't want somebody with kids because I had gone through that with Ed and I loved him and we had a great relationship even with his ex-wife, but we were always doing things with his kids. No, it wasn't an issue. And certainly now being 40, like if I met, if God forbid anything happened to Dan, I would expect that I would be with somebody with kids. But at being 27, I was like, I don't want this responsibility. So I started to list all the things that I wanted. And sure enough, a couple of times I would attract a guy who was 10 years older, divorced with kids. And I would have to stop myself after the first date and go, Sarah, is this the guy that you want? And then eventually it led me to the other one. I'm curious for you, do you feel like that relationship with your dad has impacted your romantic relationships? I mean, I feel like I just, in listening to you, had like a light bulb, like therapy moment of, oh my God, that's what I've been doing my whole life. But it's true. Like I I did what you did. I dated a lot of older guys. And then even with, with my choices with Peter and with Harry's dad, I was always looking for somebody to kind of save me, for somebody to protect me and um, to take up for me. Like those things that a father does for a child, I absolutely was looking for and then was disappointed by that this person didn't fulfill that for me. And it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy of exactly what my dad didn't provide. A husband shouldn't have to fill that void. But I was always... I wasn't necessarily dating somebody like my father, but I was looking for that same validation and connection that a father would provide from my spouse. Um, and definitely this, if there's ever a next time around, um, I've, I love something you said in the very first podcast was that once you're healed, you attract healed people. I feel like this time I'm healing, I'm realizing all these things about myself and fixing them and moving past them. And fingers crossed this time around, I feel like I'm already (laughs) whole again, again, for the first time in my life, I'm whole that I won't have to look for that in somebody else. 
And if they're a whole also, maybe there's a shot. The third time will be a charm. You will. Because that's the one of the things that I come back to about Dan all the time is he, you know, I mean, of course, we're, we're still in couples therapy. We have been for years. It helps us stay on track. It's so great. Um, but I could see in Dan just, you know, he had his own friends. He had, you know, his own relationship with his family. That was a good one. I could just see like there were so many things about him that, like he added to my life there wasn't me trying to fix him he wasn't trying to fix me it truly was like two people and I feel like that's what a healthy marriage is all about is like when you can come to the table and you guys enhance each other's lives and enhance each other together instead of somebody trying to always fix the other person or one person always needs the other person you know like you were saying to be saved that's when I think a relationship really thrives Dude, I think you nailed it. Yeah. We sound so healthy now. <laughs> well, look, I, I say all the time, I don't know how Dan didn't leave me. I don't know how Schman didn't leave me. I mean, because it, it was like six oh, years please. until we got married. No, and I was really, it took me a long time. And actually, Dan gave me the ultimatum. I mean, Dan said to me, I can't keep going back and forth with you. Like, because I was like, I don't know. Do I want to be married? Do I want to have kids? I, I don't want to, like, I have this career plan. You have to do this. And he just finally, I think we were at this point of, I, I don't know. I was feeling really restless, like we needed to get married or not, you know, because we'd been together five years. I, we had some sort of fight. I don't even remember it. But he basically said, I can't keep doing this. So you have to make up your mind. I know what I want. I want to be married. This was Dan. I want to be married. I want to have children. I want to have a family. Um, so you have to decide. I cannot do another six months of this. And I was just like, I in my heart, I kept saying, I, you're going to regret it if you walk away because he has done he's been such a great partner to you. You're going to regret this. So I can't say like, so I, I mean, I nervously said yes. It wasn't like, let's do this. It was like, get your shit together. I have to do this or I'm going to regret it. Best decision ever. Best decision. I love that. I love that. I love that he had that boundary that he finally drew at the end, but that, you know, I, I look at you guys and I, my heart gets warm when I watch the little videos you post. Like you did one of you guys watching like reality TV on the couch. And I'm just like, I can just see how much he loves her. You know, just like that comfortable smittenness. Like you guys are adorable. I, well, I think it's definitely going to work. It took us a long time, believe it or not, to get there. And it was not an easy, really from my point of view, because I think, um, you know, sometimes it's it's scary to – let go and trust somebody else. Um, and, you know, to me, and you, you've you done this too, but I think sometimes society in our heads, we get like if we have kids or if we are married, like you can't have a career, you can't have all these things. And I'm a firm believer now that you can have everything. Maybe it's just not all at once. But, um, but a good marriage and great kids, I mean, enhance you. They really help you. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I never thought of that before, that you can have it all, but maybe just not all at once. Because I, I do think as women, we put way too much pressure on ourselves to look amazing when we walk out the door, be awesome mothers for our kids, have careers that are fulfilling us and making us happy and, you know, and looking amazing while doing it. And it's just impossible. I know that that fed into my addiction a lot, that I was just always striving for that and was actually in a massive amount of pain um, and, you know, so was was masking it over by self-medicating. But I never thought of it before that maybe it's just not yet. 
You know, I've been a stay-at-home mom now for 14 years, and just now, all three kids are in school, and I always wanted some sort of career, and now I'm I'm doing it, and I'm doing something I love, you know, doing this with you, advocacy on my Instagram, working on my art. Um, that's really interesting. Like, that door just wasn't open yet. And. Hmm. I mean, I just love where we're at, you know, for so many reasons, so many women before us, but we are at a stage where I just, and I see it actually in Hollywood, which is funny um, because in LA, you know, in LA you think, oh my God, once you're 40, your career is dead. But I see every day in every aspect of entertainment, stand-up comedy, production, on camera, people of all ages and backgrounds are working in this town. And I'm just like, that's one of the biggest myths of Hollywood is that people are not working over 40 or women over 40. And it's happening all the time. All the time, yes. And it's and you can start a career at 40. You can start a whole new occupation. My mother-in-law is one of my inspirations. She went to law school when she was 40, and she's been a criminal defense attorney for 30 years. I mean, you know, and she awesome. had three babies. You know, she had three boys. So, yes, you can do it. Just maybe it's different timing. Yeah. I love it, man. Okay. Hope you are loving this podcast series. Natasha and I have decided we're going to do eight of them. Today is obviously about toxic resentments. want to thank a couple of sponsors, including uh, myself, my own sponsorship here. Um, if you would like to, if you are a small business, um, if you are even like a medium-sized business, woman-owned, man-owned, look, I love you all. I am offering my small business fall rates for a limited time, starting at $150, $300, and $600. It's a great way to get your name out there. Advertising is so expensive and lots of times you don't even know if it works. Test the waters with the Sarah Fraser show and Google for yourself how huge podcast advertising is in 2022 and expected to be in 2023. 80% of my audience is female from the ages of 25 to 45 and they would love to hear about you and your business. Email the Sarah Fraser show at gmail.com. That is so cool. So she went to law school like after having babies and everything like at 40 at 40 she had three boys schman is her youngest um and she they so her two oldest boys were in school and dan i don't think quite was maybe but she had made the decision she and a neighbor they the neighbor had a son um and they're still good friends to this day so they were going to kind of i think co-nanny like hire a nanny to take care of the two of them and she did it and she went back to law school every single day and you know for i don't know two or three years and took the bar and she is a long time she's still a practicing criminal defense attorney in detroit she is one of my idols she's amazing amazing dude that story like made my day um because i'm thinking about what's what's the next part gonna be and i'm so passionate about everything with the family law system and how messed up it is and i've been wondering like should i go back to law school or is it you know some other type of certification or degree to really you know pursue some sort of advocacy more and then there's always that little voice of doubt in my head of like You've never really been able to complete everything, you know, in the past, or are you really capable of that? Or it's too late. You're too old. What are you going to go to college with a bunch of college kids? But hearing that, I'm, I feel inspired. You like that should. it's realistically possible. You should. And what I love about her too is like completely stay at home mom, right? She, she'd gone to college, then she was a stay at home mom, a wife. 
And like her biggest earning dollars came like in her 50s. You know, she'd been practicing. She had high profile cases. And I'm like, girl, that, you know, we don't talk about women at 50 who are killing it, making a ton of money, making their career. And, and I admire her so much. Like she, you know, took care of her son, her husband, her boys. You know, her husband was always the breadwinner. And then, you know, in her 50s, it it was her turn. And she, so I, I admire her so much. She's, she's amazing and smart and she's, um, so pragmatic about like, I don't know, she never emotionally reacts. She's very cool, you know, under pressure and, uh, something I'm not, you just know, like both of us. I mean, it sounds like you're describing both of us to a T. Oh God, I'm an emotional wreck. I mean, I'd be tears coming back to positivity, more tears, yelling at fan. I mean, she's like the, she is so cool under fire. I, I, admire her so much. So yeah, I mean, do it. This is, this is your time. And again, that's the thing I hate about society. I think we're so programmed to think it's over at 40 and it's like, wait Mm -hmm. a minute. So many men and women are just starting. Like they, they start this whole new career at 40 and for 30 years they kill it. Man, absolutely. And I mean, especially speaking from coming from divorce, you know, and you've been building this marriage and this life that you thought was going this one way. And all of a sudden that picture of that life is over. And it's very hard to get to a point then of not only just imagining a completely new life that maybe you were always intended to have, but understanding that you deserve that. Um, So I love that for all my, all my middle life divorce ladies out there that Maybe this is the gift of your divorce that you can start over now. Oh my God. And what a good yeah. example for your kids you'd be. I oh, love that. Amazing, right? Yes, 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 yes. I heard a quote the other day. Um, oh gosh, I hope I don't screw it up. It was, be the woman that you want your daughters to grow up to be. Yes. And I was just like, man, I love that. Right now, you know, I, they're so young and like this, this, clean slate of they could be whatever they want to be and everything that I want for them, I could best give them by being an example of that right now. I just, I loved that quote. It's been my, my like daily mantra um, since it's been just the kids and I, cause I I'm the only example that those two girls have, you know, the only family we have here and everything. And that just, um, that one really resonated with me. I love I like it. That being, and just being radically yourself and radically happy, I think is such a role model thing to do. Because again, personally, and I know you know a lot of people in your life too, but you know, a lot of people go through life, they're victims, they're always complaining, there's, you know, and there's a lot, there's a ton of shit for all of it. Life happens to all of us. There's so much to complain about, but you know, you get to decide every day. And I think just making the choice to pursue a dream, not knowing how it's going to turn out for you, your advocacy group, you know, doing what's right in your heart, being happy, pursuing your passions. That is such a great example to your children. Because unfortunately, so many people don't even get out of the, and some, you know, mentally, and we've talked about that, can't do it without help or aren't ready to take that step. But oh my God, just doing that for your kids is such a huge example to just live your happiest life. Yep. And then just to tie that back in with resentments, that's exactly why it's so important to work on letting go of whatever is holding you back from choosing to be happy every day. Yeah. Um, 
gotta gotta let go of whatever it is that is holding you back from being able to live your best life. And like you said, you know, and it's look, I know you feel it too, but there are some days right now I feel like I'm in a good place where I'm like, okay, I'm balancing it. But there have been years, I've gone years feeling down, like I don't balance it, embarrassed about things or, you know, jealous of other people. So you ebb and flow. But I think where you always, I love that you say this almost every podcast episode, it's just one day at a time and like things will get better. This is temporary. And that, if you can keep that in mind, it's so true. And then you'll be back on top. I mean, life is just peaks and valleys. Yeah. And that's one of the things I like about um, journaling or having some sort of of record of when you were feeling great, you know, not just journaling when things are awful. Because like today, it's been rainy and gray here. I've got these people trying to get poop out of the basement. And I just feel, you know, the kids I've ordered take out the last two nights. I just feel like I'm not killing it right now. And when I was doing my meditation this morning, one of the things I prayed was help me to remember the sunny days and the days where I felt like I am kicking it. I am happy. You know, I feel fulfilled because you're not going to feel that every day. But, um, trying to look back and remember those moments for me, at least helps me to realize they're going to come again. Maybe it's a crappy few days. Maybe it's a crappy few months. I've had crappy years, but they will come again. And chances are they're going to be even better. If you're doing the hard work, they'll be even better than the highs will be so much higher. Yes, I agree. And the lows, I think, get a little bit easier because the more practice you have, the more you can kind of see when they're coming and, you know, get out of old patterns. Um, And the more healed you'll be to be able to handle it again. So much strength, all of my strength has come from pain and those worst rock bottom moments. So. Okay, this might be my favorite episode yet. This is so good. Yeah. (laughs) It is so good. So good. Yeah, because I've been, everything we've talked about, I've been there and I was just thinking, God, I could have used this podcast episode so much during those post, you know, especially the post two years off Kane Show. And I'm like, God, somebody's going through where we were. And they're going to tune into this. And hopefully it's going to bring them a little joy. You don't know how many times I, I hear myself talk. Like I'll go back and listen to these. And I'm like, are you even the same person that you were five years ago? Like, who is this imposter? Because if only I had heard myself now back then, yeah, it would have made a massive difference. So hopefully, you know, our mission is continued that we're sharing all this in the hopes that it helps somebody else in the place that we were both at two, five, 10 years ago. Maybe it'll help them today. Natasha, where can people follow you? Reach out. Um, And of course, all the videos are going to be going on your YouTube, Ms. Pink Monster. I know that's a whole nother, that's like a whole nother day you have to work on that, but. (laughs) Well, it's not, I mean, Google, like, I don't even, Google is my other thorn. They're not letting me get into my old YouTube account to be able to post stuff, but I will figure it out. And if nothing else, then I guess I could just post them on Instagram. But um, yeah, so we'll keep releasing the podcast. You'll release the audio. People can go listen. And then the next day, I'll post the video if you um, if you want the amazing eye candy of yeah. the two of us. People so do. They, they, do they, uh, they're in my inbox all the time. Where can I watch? Where can I watch? I'm like, it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Um, okay. So at Ms. Pink Monster oh. on Instagram. Yep. M.S. Pink Monster Perfect. Instagram. That's where you can find my, my base camp. And then all the other links will come from there. At the Sarah Fraser Show. And we're going to release the audio every single Monday on Sarah Fraser Show. All right, Natasha, we'll see you next week. And just please share this with somebody that you think needs it. 
when that's the last thing I was going to say. And then, and then I'm not going to talk anymore, but share it with somebody else. Spread the love. Love you, girl. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> love you too. Bye. <laughs>